sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in the Coopers, what was they talking? Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side, run, 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 run the side, run the side. Hi, this is Jenny. How can I help you? Hey, uh, is this one of those haircut places that's like uh, kind of for manlier men? Yes. All right, cool. Um, uh, uh, my name's Satchel, Satchel Rhinestone. Uh huh. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking for a girly haircut or kind of a foo foo spa experience. You know what I mean? Mhm. So what? So what makes you guys kind of for kind of tough guys like me? Okay, so uh, we are a manly salon, so we off we do offer many different services. Um, but my girls, we do uh, like straight razor shaves. What do what do you usually do on your hair? I usually just put WD forty on it and get to. I'm a diesel mechanic. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so WD forty is, is definitely a um a, a good thing to have. Yeah, it's just how we grease it back in my industry. Uh, but I got to go to a funeral, and they need me to to clean it up a little bit. Okay, well, what day would you like to make an appointment? Uh, I'd rather kind of do this kind of cloak and dagger fly-by-night, where I come in kind of walk-in style. What do you guys do about that? We do do walk-ins. However, the walk-in spaces, they're at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we can get you in. Sometimes it'll be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour wait. It just depends on when you come and when our walk-in spaces are available. Well, I um, am nationally known as a very mighty warrior. Does that change anything? <laughs> Not really. Okay. I mean, I can try to squeeze you in as soon as I can. I hear you. Um, I, I, should, I should let you know I am known pretty much nationwide as being one of the most feared men as just a... As someone who is, uh, I mean, uh, the term I like to use is just epic. You ever heard that term? Like, I have an epic beard. I kind of have an epic attitude. I kind of have epic muscles. I, I do epic sports. You know, I, I date women epically, epic models, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so kind of looking for a place a little more my speed. You guys kind of seem a little slow down there. I'm looking for a place manly, tough. You know what I mean? Straight razors? No, I'm uh -huh. looking for someone to shave me with like a flamethrower or something. Do you guys do that? No, we, we don't do the flamethrowers, but uh, we do. I mean, I'm. <laughs> we, we pretty much, I mean, like I said, like, do you do like. I mean, I don't know how you fix your hair, so I don't know how long your hair is, how you like it. Right now, my hair and my beard both reach right above my knees. Uh, I haven't cut it since I was uh, 12 or 13 years old. I've been studying the way of the warrior. And uh, I'm surprised you're actually not familiar with me. I am kind of nationally known as being kind of an epic manly warrior, kind of just an epic strong man, if you will. Okay. Yeah, I once tore a phone book in half on stage to rejoice in the power of Christ. Okay. Yeah. Well, we do have a website. You can check out our website and see if we are kind of more your speed. And then you can always, we do have an app you can download as well. You can make an appointment on that or you can call and text this number that you call. I don't use and we computers. Can make an appointment for you as well. I've never used a computer. I actually, I got this 
phone number because some of my kinfolk parlayed at my direction. Oh, okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, are you on a mobile device? Uh, yeah, this is a pay phone I'm calling you from. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, yeah. I think that um, women uh, own phones so they can gossip and shop, and men should use phones for business or to, to make threats on politicians. That's all I think. That's the art of manliness, okay. in my opinion. Right, right. You know those Perfect. boxes you can well, get in the mail that have, like, maybe a hatchet or some whiskey and then some beard, uh, like, wax in it? Uh-huh. If they made one for me, it would probably be a suit of armor and a Bible and the mm -hmm. sword that took the head off Adolf Hitler himself. That's what they would probably put in an art and manly box for a guy like me, just to kind of sum up. So you're telling me about your speed. I'm telling you about my speed. We're kind of getting to know each other off the gate. Clearly, this isn't going to be a fit. I'm looking for something much manlier, much more intimidating, something that kind of screams, uh, fear me. Okay. Yeah, so well, sorry this was not going to work out, and best of luck to you, okay? Thank you for calling Z's. This is Katie. How may I help you? No, thank you for answering the phone. How are you today? Good. How are you? Uh, better now that I'm getting a little bit of customer service. I just called one of your competitors and was pretty much cussed off the phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Don't be sorry about it. It's fine. How, well, how was your day going? Pretty good? It's been a pretty good day. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get a pizza party together, and I'm looking for pizzas that in pepperoni can spell out uh, all cops are bastards or 1312. Something cool like that. Now, buy about 100 pizzas that either say, you know, uh, like pig meat, dead meat, no meat here, or uh, ACAB. And yeah, I'm just looking to get a few hundred pizzas that say that, maybe up to two to 300. Uh, let me let you talk to uh, one of my managers so she can go ahead and get everything, all the info from you and everything. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is Kelly. How may I help you? Hey, Kelly. How's your day going? It's good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I I'm looking to get some pizzas with special messages written in pepperoni and mushroom across the top of the pizzas. Okay. Um... So you want, what, what are the toppings you want on it? I want pepperoni and mushroom, but I want it to spell out all cops are bastards or we hate cops, just so I can uh, give them to a friend of mine. I'm so, hold on, let me go to a place, I can like barely hear what you're saying. Let me, let me step outside real quick. Okay, so you, pepperoni and mushroom? Yeah, except I want the pepperonis and mushrooms to spell out I hate cops, or we hate cops, or ACAB, or something like that, you know? And I want to get a couple hundred of these pizzas. So you want to place, a, like, a large order? I don't know. If you were to do, like, a bunch of pizzas, I don't know if we could do that to every single one. Mm. Um, I was thinking we could deliver mean, you, it to the like, police station. You could order station. some pizza. Like, if you wanted to, you could order some pizzas, and then you could write on the box... But um, I don't know if our kitchen staff would do that. Spelling out on a couple hundred pizzas, we hate cops. Just because mm. we're right behind the police station. Well, yeah, I was, I'm was. i going to bring him to the police station. It's kind of a joke. That, it's an ongoing joke we have. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me go ask the kitchen and see what... What, so do you have more of, like, how many pizzas you'll be needing? Let me, let me talk to my chief real quick, and I'm going to give you a call back in about a half hour here. 
Okay, perfect. All right, be talking to you. Alright, thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Andrew, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm alright. I'll be asking the questions here. Um, how long are you guys going to be opening for today? Today we are open until 9 o'clock. That's not going to work for me. We're going to stay open until 10 today. Alright, Andrew? Sorry, sir. I can't no? do that. Don't be sorry. Let's just make I'm it happen. Sorry. 9 p.m. isn't going to work for me. We're going to do 10 p.m. All right? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I really have no control over that. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But here's the thing. We kind of make our own destinies in this world. And you seem like a smart guy. You seem like a cool guy. You seem like a good guy, Andrew. We'll stay open till 10. I'll make it worth your while. Uh, definitely not closing at 9 p.m. tonight. How does that sound for you? Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry, sir, but I really have no control over No need to be sorry here. Hey, what I always say when someone says, you know, I'm sorry, or will you forgive me, or I didn't mean to do that, I say, hey, I'm not the universe. You're not the universe, right? Well, who are we to tell God our plans, you know? But right now, you just tried to. You know, you guys are going to be closing at 10 p.m. today. How's that sound? Well, hey, I'm sorry about that, but yeah, no, we're, we're going to close that. Andrew, if you keep arguing with me, we're going to make it 1030. You guys aren't going to be out of there till you know, 11 p.m. if you keep this up. You're going to be doing 10 p.m. tonight. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, well, I'm sorry, man, but we're still closing at 9. Andrew, no, you're not. You're actually making it 1030 now. I got bad news. You done goofed. Uh, 1030 man. it is. <laughs> it's not funny, man. You're working late tonight. You're not going to be, you're going to, you're going to, yeah, maybe a little bit of overtime, uh, but not a lot. Barely a bonus. And also, you're going to get a talking to. That's a fact of the matter. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Don't be sorry. Andrew, you've no issue here. I'll see you at 1030. And you know what? Because of that little tube that you brought up at the beginning of the call, you guys are staying open until 11 tonight. How's that sound? All right. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but we are absolutely closing at 9 tonight. There's no need to be sorry here, but you're going to be, you're going to be open until 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Well, you haven't helped me with the first thing yet. And that's getting Andrew on my team for the late night party we're planning. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm, like I said, I really will have no control over this. Alright, well, I will need you to, to sign a release form. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm alright. Yeah, you're going to have to sign a release form. I'm sorry, sir, but we're, we're going to close at 9 o'clock, all right? No, I'll be there at but, 10 p.m. Hey, I hope you have a good day, okay? I, we're going to have a great day because you guys are going to be open until 9.30, 10.30, 11.30. We're going to be open all night, okay? All right. All right, you said right. it. That's we'll, a verbal we'll contract. We'll be closing at 9, though. No, you said all right. You just said, you just said it was good, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> you did. You, I heard you say it. I heard you say all right. You said those were end of conversation. You said right. that. I'm, I'm sorry. Is there anything else that can help you with, sir? You haven't finished helping me with the first thing, other than agreeing to stay open until 11 p.m., which I appreciate, Andrew. But the rest of this, you and I got to sort out amongst ourselves, all right? Hey, I'm, again, uh, we close at 9. There's just nothing I'm going to be able to do about yeah. this. So. Not tonight, though. You're There's closing at 11, 11.30 or so. No, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be 9. I'm don't, sorry about that, sir. Don't be afraid about anything. It's going to be 11 p.m. or so, and we're going to have ourselves a grand old ball. How's that sound? Don't be sorry. Um, I'm going to hang up now. Whoa. I hope you have a good day, though, and I hope you do well again. Whoa, Andrew, can I ask you one quick question? Okay. Will you please stay open until 11 p.m. tonight? 
really have no control over this, sir. I'm sorry about that. Can, can I give you a little backstory here? Uh, sir, I'm sorry, but I do need to get going. This is Michelle Obama, his assistant. Did you say this is Michelle Obama? No, her, this is Michelle Obama's assistant. I'm her assistant. She wanted to come by tonight. Okay, I, again, I really have no control over this. If you want, you can try to get a hold of the owner, but I really have no like, control over this. Listen, we're going to stay open five, six hours late. Michelle's going to come in, have herself a glass of tea. The owner's going to be happy. He's going to say, hey, I got great press. I got Michelle Obama herself in there. Was it? Hey, I'm, I'm so sorry, sir, but I'm going to let you go now, okay? I hope you have a good day, all right? Hey, Thanks, first sir. off, you couldn't let me go because you couldn't let me down, but I'll talk to you soon, Andrew. Yeah, I, last night I got back from a little family trip, took my son up uh, to... Uh, uh, see my parents for the first time this, for this whole thing. And we went to where we go. My family's gone every year since the 60s. This place called Holland, Michigan. And it's on the west coast of, of Michigan on this lake called Lake Makatawa. And when they started going there, they would just go. There was this little, like, resort with, like, cabins. It was just on the lake, like a little beach and stuff. And it was very rustic. And, and then uh, that place has become more and more like a rich people zone like that whole lake is just lined with massive mansions now and shit and the weird thing about holland it's called holland michigan because it was settled by the dutch in 1800s but like these super conservative dutch people the dutch reformed no new names even they no they all they're all named no degrees <laughs> like they all look dutch they all have this like and there, and this is one of the hubs of American conservatism. So one of these Dutch people that came out of there is Betsy DeVos, yeah, the Secretary oh. of Education. I think her husband's the Amway guy too, right? Yes, yeah. and Amway's there. Amway's out of Holland, Michigan. Yes, it is a mecca for cool shit. Then yeah. <laughs> you got my attention. And so, and so she has this gaudy mansion on this fucking lake that I grew up on, used to be swimming on, uh-huh. and. And then her brother-in-law, or brother, is Eric Prince. Yes! Brother-in-law, the, that's the Blackwater, Blackwater guy. Blackwater guy. Yeah. And he named it Blackwater because the name of that lake that I grew up on is called Lake Makatawa. And that means Blackwater. No way. That's where he got the name for his fucking murder incorporated thing. That is was nuts. from the lake that I fucking grew up swimming in. Wow, sixties of separation gets you pretty close to some hard militants, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking it, yeah, and it's it's so weird knowing that like this is one of the hubs of like now Trumpism and everything. Uh-huh. And it used to be like the working class type, where it's like cabins on a lake. Yeah, where that's it, what like, it was. Like, like that's what yeah, the family went. That's there. not a thing anymore, man. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not on this lake anymore. Not, and there's not no, on any lake in the world. There's no <laughs> sail. It used to be like little, uh, people on little sailboats. Now uh-huh. it's all like cigarette boats and everything. And it's fuck. And we, but we still go there. My parents like rent a little house there, and then we go. And that's still our little vacation. But like, uh, and apparently, like the lake got all fucked up and polluted. And this is weird that my parents were telling me. And then this big like initiative started to clean up the lake, uh, and it was like by private donations, millions of dollars. And it started because Betsy DeVos was out on the lake in a boat 
And there was, she saw all these like algal blooms. She's just like, ew, what is this? And like, well, the lake's been eutrophied uh, because of, uh, you know, runoff from fertilizer and everything. She's like, well, we need to fix this. And they're like, okay. So like, that's what started. And just from her whining about things looking gross. She changed nature. Yeah, she's now changing like in an Amway downward sort of way. <laughs> yeah. So this is how we have to fix climate change. We have to make rich people grossed out by their, their fucking <laughs> environs, I guess. Uh -huh. And then they'll like spearhead some sort of campaign to fix shit. I take my dog shit and I put it on a senator's lawn every day. I and go, then, I'm scaring them into making good laws. But, <laughs> but then they'll just have all dogs sh killed or something. <laughs> Like they, they, you have to do it in a very specific way or very they'll fuck it up. Very final solution for all the puppies on this guy's shit yard. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, yeah, so this place, like, we still go there every year, but it's, like, this weird, super conservative, like, fascist environment now. It's so it's so strange. Do you get along with the Is it, like, a point where you're like, oh, dude, that's, like, different than us, where it's, like, they don't treat you good because you look working class? Are you guys sitting in, like, the same coffee shops? Or is it, like, they have their own... Have you been to, like, fucking uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming? No. Uh -uh. It's, like, there's people from that area, and they're, like, hey, I'm from Wyoming. And then there's, like, the billionaires that have been moving there for the past, like, five years. Okay. And so it's, like, two right. different little worlds in that town. That's kind of how I imagine what you're talking about, where it's like, it's, hey, this used to be like a little working class swimming hole. Yeah. Now Kanye owns half of it. It depends. I mean, I'm sure they have their own little spaces where it's only the Dutch people <laughs> go there or whatever. <laughs> I did. And it, it is like very ethnically delineated like that still. They all, and they all have fucking Dutch names and shit. And, um, but like, where, like their little neighborhood where they rent the house, it's like other people who are from Detroit and other places. Like, they're, they're not really like that and i mean the the town fathers are just used to like these outsiders being there so that's the thing they're also like polite you know instead of like trumpers in texas or whatever they're like racist maniacs and shit yeah. like you could tell like fuck you i were fucking my like these are just very like midwestern nice people so you mm -hmm. can't tell like they don't have the flag up there that's the problem Right, yeah, you don't like see it displayed or whatever, but you know it's there. If that lady was in the Trump administration, yeah, mm -hmm. I think the craziest thing about the Trump stuff in Texas is remember how many caravans, like ISIS ass looking truck caravans, there would be mm -hmm. where it'd be like, oh, something good or bad happened in the news, Trump caravan, and it's like you guys look like American ISIS, where it'd be like 30, 40 trucks all lined up next to each other on the highway, just taking the highway. And it's like, yeah, dude, you guys look cool. Yeah, <laughs> good, it's yeah, good you're tailgate. part of you're yeah, you're part if you're part of a bunch of trucks with flags flying. Yeah, that, like you're part of some fucking weird. Yeah, man. I've never seen any of that for any or a flotilla like, like that <laughs> that we had here, where they a one of them sank Lake nuts. Travis. That was crazy. oh yeah, that was nuts. It wasn't the my whole apologies point? to any Trump fans who are listening to this podcast, especially right the bone noting ones. You guys suffered the most during that time. <laughs> Which ones? The, oh, the boners. Yes. Yeah, that was nuts. Weren't they trying to make heavy waves in the lake, too? Wasn't that, like, the point of that Trump rally? Because it was a boat oh, rally. Oh, yeah, and yeah, And they were yeah. saying, like, let's make waves. And then the waves sunk the smaller boats in there that were Trump boats. Yes, But I that was, like, so. their thing, is they were doing, like, a little, like, let's get rowdy, and there were, like, immediate consequences because you're in the water. <laughs> I don't know if, it, if they wanted to make the waves, but it's just, like, because it was, like, 50-plus boats out there all the waking, especially happened. with the, especially it's like some guys showed up with basically like a miniature yacht, whereas, you know, another guy showed up with a skiff. Mm -hmm. So it's like the way the wakes from the yacht's going to like sink the skiff. Like I like how the guy that owns the skiff looks at the guy that owns the yacht and goes, "We're on the same team." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goes, oh, we are, we are same lives, man. Same type of dude, same cause right here, buddy. <laughs> some dude in a fucking dinghy. I'm part of it too, man. <laughs> 
We're like we're like the Texas Navy out here, man. <laughs> this is like the Navy. That's what we're doing, man. Man, did you get did were the were the boats out there rowdy? Did you see Trump boats get rowdy out there in the lake? No, I didn't. But that my parents have like they have had those things on that lake. They've had like July Fourth like uh, rallies where they do the exact same thing. But they're experienced boaters. Like they're not idiots. So I think they knew how to do that without sinking each other. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, no friendly file casualties. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to you know, sink into that fucking poisonous lake. Well, Betsy's gonna get that all cleaned. Yeah, up. she's gonna fucking. When, she, when fix did she it, start doing that? While she was supposed to be working, like in the past <laughs> few years. I think it might have happened before. I think this initiative is like around ten years old, so it might have happened before she was in office. I'm not. I'm not positive about that, but. Uh, but yeah, that's a good question. She might have been. I mean, she didn't really do much as fucking secretary of education, so maybe she was. She got booed at a couple colleges, but. I know, just, just the fact that she even thought to show up and that yeah. that would not happen. What does the Secretary of Education do? They're they're part of the president's cabinet, and they're supposed to be kind of like the head honcho of like education for them. So in theory, it's like George Washington, you know, would have his cabinet, and like the Secretary of Education is supposed to be an expert on education and oversee it for them. Should have been me. Basically, you yeah. know, Betsy, Betsy, JT. It's like. Apples to apples, you know? I would have done an excellent job of that role. But with the Trump, there's the problem with, like, you know, these Trump people, they, they put in conservatives who want to dismantle those departments. and they yeah. them. So, like, part of the, from what I understand, part of the, the Department of Education is to set sort of guidelines for, you know, primary education in America. Well, the conservatives want to get rid of those so that they can teach evolution in school. They, they, you know, they want to get rid of these top-down sort of rules so they can just teach these kids anything they fucking want. You know, so like in a public school, the school board can say, we're not going to teach evolution mm-hmm. in our school, and they can get away with it. My cousins grew up in Mississippi and learned creation in public school. In school. Yeah, and they're my age, so I'm 28. You know what I mean? This was you know, 10 years ago that they're learning creation in school as <laughs> science Jesus class. Christ. I was homeschooled just to prevent me learning stuff like that. Where'd you grow up? In Sacramento, but by Southern parents, like Southern fundamentalists. Oh, so oh, you were homeschooled to prevent you from learning about evolution. Oh yeah, they oh, were like, wow. we do not want him to think evolution's. Evolution. Oh right, yeah, because okay, that's why I thought your background. Was, Su- they man. were super concerned of me believing in evolution. Now I'll believe in it. I don't give a shit. I don't understand it. I don't care though. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. I don't give a shit, man. I'll believe anything. <laughs> Straight up. If you tell me evolution's real, I'll be like, okay. If you say like actually aliens made us, I'll be like, okay. It does not affect my day to day here, but <laughs> I don't know why people argue about it. <laughs> when did you snap out of that? Like, and uh, you know, their point of view. Probably like when I smoked weed when I was 19. Okay. You know, that was for me like smoking weed for the first time. It was like changed my life, and I was like, uh, <laughs> like I remember smoking weed and being like, yeah, I don't think I should go to church anymore. I think those guys might be the bad guys where I'm going to church. <laughs> weed, just weed. I'm like an after school special dude. Straight up, I smoked weed one time, and I was like. Yeah. Okay. Gonna live my life much differently than I've been living the last nineteen years. <laughs> so are you a pariah with your family, or yeah, have they yeah, found a way? Along. Okay. All right. I'm, my brother is like a PhD New Testament scholar. He pastors a massive church. Oh, I think you told me. Yeah, that. yeah. He and he's about that. dude. He writes books about Jesus. Okay. And like people love him. People go loco for him. And he says, yeah, my brother does comedy, but he gets a guaranteed hour every week, a dope paycheck. Also, his little tags during his sermons, crush. I've watched him stream. Really? Dude, my brother will just be like, he'll say something like, 
Oh, uh, like any dads here, no. It's hard to get quiet time in the house. And every dad in there is like, oh my God, (laughs) Pastor! That is so funny! Have you ever, has he ever like gone to you and been like, hey, I need a writer? He does not, he's not a fan per se. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I asked my dad actually if he, because my dad listens to Longmont Potion Castle. He loves prank calls, he thinks it's super funny. And so I asked him, I said, if you listen to my prank call podcast, and he was like, well, yeah, too much cussing right off the top. <laughs> and I was like, you couldn't struggle through one episode. He's like, just so much dang cussing, JT. Just didn't work for me. All right. Nut up or shut up. We have Big Bob's Truck Nut Emporium. Big Bob's. Big Bob's has all the nuts. With the largest truck nut selection in Texas, the truck nut state. And on the internet. Look at those nuts. Don't be a wimp and show them your nuts this summer. I love a man with truck nuts. All double axle nuts are 20% off for a limited time. Mm, Truck nuts. Only at Big Bob's Truck Nut Emporium. Big Bob's. I'll probably never own a house. Maybe a big van. <laughs> well, you just got to wait for another crash, baby. Would love that. Here's the what thing. goes up must come down. Don't we all lose our jobs? Isn't that how it works? Well, yeah, it'll be rough. Because uh, I remember the big pandemic. I lost my job. Everyone lost their job. And then now everyone has their job back. And I'm like, whoa, we're not mad still? Didn't everyone lose their job like last year? <laughs> yeah, I think people. Well, they gave that. us fourteen hundred dollars once in <laughs> two thousand. I mean, that, that should cover everything, right? I got the the six hundred was the first one, right? I think there was there was a two thousand one, and then then it was fourteen hundred, like it went down, and then down again. Oh yeah, you're right. When two thousand fourteen, and then the last one I got was six hundred. Six hundred, right? like make it two thousand. Hilarious. Like installments. That's so. Oh, because that was a thing that Biden said. Biden was saying we're going to send out two thousand dollar checks, and then he gets elected, and he goes, "No, no, no, I meant two thousand total." Yeah, not two. <laughs> come on, man, not two thousand in one time. We're going to break it up so it's fourteen. So you're going to spend it all at once, you fucking pig. <laughs> you can't trust the average American with two grand. No, you don't. You don't. They're children, man. They fucking got to give them a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, do you know what I got? Out there buying fucking Mountain Dew anyway. (laughs) I got a list of numbers. A friend of mine, she hit me up and she was like, "Hey, uh, Carl Rove was just in my restaurant." Oh yeah, and she was like, "He left this," and she sent me a photo, and it's a bunch of phone numbers for like office workers and like politicians. Like one of the phone numbers, it says Donnie Junior Cell, and then has a name underneath it. And I'm like, "Is that for real, Donald Junior's cell phone number?" I'm gonna call them all. I'm going to call them all and see how many I can get on the line. But, yeah. Oh, shit. You want to call one? Wait, so she t- t- took a picture I'll of, show like... You. She took a photo of, um, a, like, a sheet that Carl Rove was writing on. And oh, here. no. And that's his notes. That's his handwriting. And I've called a couple of those numbers just and gotten voicemails. But I would... How crazy would it be to get a, a friend of Carl Rove on the line? If I recognize any Georgia Battle Fund call list, I sent my senator an email today. Which senator? I don't know. Her name's something, Sarah something, but she's my senator, my state senator, and my passport's expired. And I guess I have to send something into the passport office. But I thought, if I just ask my senator to do it for me, will they? And so I sent her an email asking her to 
get my passport uh, updated and reinstated because it expired. I don't know if she will. Maybe. You know any of these guys? No, I don't, I don't recognize any The of one them. that it says VP and Don Jr., the Nick Ayers one, that's the one that I'm like, oh, shit, what is that about? VP Pence and Don Jr., and then it says Nick Ayers sell. I'm like, okay, I got to call Nick Ayers and be like, hey, VP Prince and Don Jr., they, they gave me this number. <laughs> they, this is JT again. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Are they going to answer on a Sunday? Yeah, maybe. I know when I called today, I called a couple of these numbers today, and none of them were, were answering it. Um, they seem low level, though, man. They got to answer. These aren't the top dogs. You know what I mean? I, got, I, fucked with the, I fucked with the government too much, man. Here's a weird thing that happened. During the freeze, the February freeze, like when Ted Cruz went on that trip. That was amazing timing. So I was, at that time, I was with my, I was huddled in a hotel room with my ex-wife, my son, and their cat. And awesome. we, we were, you know, we didn't know what was, you know, we were frozen in. We didn't know what was going on at her place or my place. And I was fucking drinking and pissed. And I fuck, I, I tweeted, I can't even remember what I tweeted about Ted Cruz, but I was like, someone should fucking kill him or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Something that implied, like, death to Ted Cruz somehow. And a few weeks later, like, I'm sitting at my desk, and I look down, and these two, like, uh, oddly dressed dudes are, like, walking towards uh, my building, and they kind of look up at my apartment. I'm like, ah, because... Whoever lived in my apartment before me belonged to some weird ass church, and it, I kept getting these people from the church knocking on the door. Is like, does Phil live here? I'm like, no, he doesn't. Like, do you know where he is? No, I don't know. The so church was looking for the guy. Yeah, they were looking that for this apostate uh, from the church or whatever. Take it more into that. That's wild. I'd be researching that guy all day. Yeah, I, I know Mormons do checkups. I, they were might they have Mormon? been Mormons. I, Did yeah. they, was it like the short white sleeve shirts and tie? Or? I forget. Turban anyway. and gun, actually. I don't know. Turban <laughs> and gun. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm like, that's who I thought it was. And I open the door. They, they knock. And I open the door ready to be like, no. He and they're like, uh, are you so-and-so? Uh, we're with the FBI. And they flipped up their fucking badges. And they were from the FBI. And I'm like, uh, hi. <laughs> and they're like... Uh, yeah, uh, you know, just to be, we need to speak to you, like, is it okay? Because this was still during COVID, like, should we, do you want to do this here? Like, can we come in? Or, like, they were, like, super polite about it. And They're I'm more like, scared of COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe. And and so they, everyone had their masks, so they come in, like, uh, did you, so are, is this your Twitter account? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, did you tweet on such and such, blah, 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 blah. I'm like. I don't remember doing that. I remember tweeting about Ted Cruz and they're like, uh, well, um, okay, look, you know, this is just sort of a boilerplate thing. We just have to legally ask you a series of questions. Are you trying to kill Senator Ted Cruz? I'm like, no. And I'm not being like smart ass or anything. I'm like, you know, I'm not some fucking tough dude. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I'm just sort of You're not bouncing up against the feds. Compliant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were being super chill about it. They like knew That's almost scarier, right? Well, they knew I was gonna be freaked out. They knew what this fucking was. They're like this dude. And I'm like, Do you plan on trying to contact him? And I'm like, No. And I'm like and I'm like, No, this was just and you know, one of them was like, Were you drinking? I was like, Yeah. And <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> 
And he's like, and the, this guy's like, yeah, kind of like happy hour, like uh, bravery type shit. I'm like, yeah, more or less. It's like, I understand. Uh, okay, well, we're going to take this. We're going to like take it back to you. Chances are you're going to hear nothing more about this or whatever, but we have to. And like, so they fucking, and they just sort of wrapped it up and they're like, it's cool. But just, you know, if you, if you need, we need to contact you more. You'll hear from us. If not, then just consider this. And they like bolted out of there. And then they kind of ran back down to their car or whatever. And it became very apparent. They had probably 20 of these fucking stops they had to do in one day. They had a route to make. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they were just like, this is a routine formality. Don't fucking worry (laughs) about it. We have to do it. They were on like the FBI equivalent of traffic duty. For real, yeah. Because so, probably so many, I will fucking kill this dude. Like so many people were tweeting that shit, but they had to check all these fucking things out. Man. But it was weird to have the fucking FBI. That's terrible. Hey, what's up? <laughs> okay. I was one of. This is stop sixteen for today. But yeah, I mean, and it was weird. Like, you know, it was I was pissed that I was in that situation. The whole fucking feds, you know, everything. But like those two dudes were like. You know, they were cool. As far the as Twitter patrol showed up. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, our sole job here. Just the fact I can pick up my phone and go beep, up, boop, beep, boop, and then just fucking, like, alerts the fucking government. It's just a weird... <laughs> did you, line of the FBI. I mean, did you, like, at Ted Cruz on Twitter or just... I, pro- I think I... Yeah, I think probably. I yeah. dropped a pig's head on his porch. Oh, and I... No, I, <laughs> I was... Dr- I, I shouldn't have done that. Not, like, morally shouldn't. But, like, like that well, was I'm a dumb sure, thing to do Yeah, on Twitter's my for real, yeah. <laughs> they, they I'm, like I'm sure Ted's Twitter intern or manager was like, hey, we're getting a lot of, like, feedback. That isn't very nice. Right. They, just watching one of those scrolls. <laughs> yeah, like, they probably, they probably just, like, sent a screenshot of all the new mentions from that day. You were in it. So yeah. the FBI... You said traffic duty. You were probably stopped 16 of 20. Yeah. I, I would imagine so, man. Uh, Twitter used to be great. You used to say, hey, I used to tell journalists to kill themselves every day on Twitter. Every day. I'd <laughs> log in just to be like, hey, I want to go threaten some journalists. I'm going to go threaten some politicians. This is what I do. You know what I mean? It was back when politicians would check their own Twitter. You remember that? Oh, yeah. You remember when celebrities were running their own Twitter and you could tell Shaq to go fuck himself and he'd reply <laughs> to you and be like, please don't be mean to me in 120 <laughs> characters or less? God, Twitter used to be great. Twitter used to be, it was for threatening politicians. That's, that was like the 90% of Twitter users were on there just being like, hey, Mitt Romney, I'm going to fucking put a bullet in your head. 15 retweets. 100 likes. You know what I mean? Oh, that's fucking crazy. What was the tipping point? Uh, yeah, what changed it? I think it was like, well, so when I first started seeing Twitter censorship is against uh, like Nazis. That was the first time in ISIS accounts. They were taking down like... Domestic Nazis oh, and ISIS accounts. Yeah, I remember the ISIS things. Yeah. Yeah. And that was super interesting because, like, you used to scroll on Twitter and see ISIS propaganda. You know? Probably not on the Twitters you guys are on. Right. But <laughs> if you search it out, if you look for it, yeah, you yeah. could find ISIS propaganda on Twitter. Yeah. And it was just wild. And it was crazy. And it was before the, uh, the translate tweet button, so you had to copy and paste. I don't like ISIS, but I do want to know what they have to say. Like, fuck ISIS, but what, are we just going to let them exist in a vacuum? I'll hear about it. What do you have to say, bud? <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's on my timeline. I should probably know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be This an could idiot. be about me. <laughs> this could be. ISIS, if you're bringing me up, I need to I, know. Yeah. 
don't leave me out of this. Don't throw me off a roof. I used to have this friend I worked with in music, and we'd set up for events. And one day at like 10 a.m., we were working, and like we were just wrapping cables. And he goes, God, I hate ISIS. And I was like, Yeah, dude, me too. <laughs> and his name is Adam. He fucking rocks. He's so cool. But he's like, Man, you know ISIS wants you dead? And I was like, I don't think they want me dead. I was like, I think they want people dead, sure. And he's like, He like dropped his shit. And he's like, I got to show you a video. It's called. You are American and why we hate you. And I was like, why are you going to show me ISIS propaganda at work? And he like was like, yeah, dude, it's just ISIS made it to show how much they hate you. And I was like, dude, you are spreading ISIS propaganda right now. It sounds like you love ISIS, Adam. Like, dude was so scared of ISIS, he accidentally became like kind of advertising for him. But it's weird to be in Texas and scared of what, ISIS. What was there? <laughs> so what was the thrust of the video? Uh, that you're a fucking imperialist pig and that because we've made so many countries run red with blood, they're going to make this country run red with blood. And I think there was even a thing where it was like, they they said something like like establishing a mosque on the 9-11 site or on Washington, D.C. or on the White House or something. It was just something to piss dudes like Adam off, where it's like, they want to put a mosque on the White House. That's what ISIS wants. Like, I'll admit, that's pretty effective propaganda, ISIS. That's <laughs> off. But they you. wanted to create a caliphate. <laughs> which is its own form of imperialism like yeah. they caliphates were just like the islamic form of conquering other <laughs> countries or whatever do you know what's crazy about the slave scene with them too so in caliphate whatever fucking whoever is in charge if they're non-muslims and they can be your slaves you can own slaves it's supposed to be if your slaves convert to islam then you release them but mm -hmm. isis was having such a problem with slaves being like okay we convert that they made it be like all right never mind because <laughs> oh, wow. pretty much all their slaves would be like Okay, okay, we're Muslim now. We're your type of Muslim. <laughs> and so they couldn't have slaves because oh, they just no. kept converting. So ISIS had to be like, okay, never mind on the conversion thing. Slaves are slaves forever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You've been in the Austin comedy scene longer than most, like, definitely longer than JT. And, like... I knew who you were when I was still in middle school in like 2009, 2010 because of Charlie. Charlie Hodge? Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, I guess my question to you is like, how, what are some of those big, just big strokes, like differences from even just back then, like 10 years ago in the scene or just, just like the, the Austin comedy scene really like. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, there's, like, uh, you know, obviously comedy has changed and how the comedy business, to whatever extent I'm a part of it, has changed a lot uh, in the past 10 years. But, like, as far as Austin-specific stuff, it's within the past 10 years that you've just started. You know, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, you know, you had Cap and you had Velveeta Room. yeah. And, you know, those were just the sort of where people went. And then since then, you've just had the explosion of kind of do-it-yourself shows, like independent shows that, you know, now everyone has. And when we think of doing shows, it's usually one of those. Like, Cap City's not even open right now. And Velveeta right. just kind of open. Uh, so that, that was a big thing. And, like, you know, Cap didn't like it at first. You know, they there's a lot of thing Cap doesn't like. I'm yeah, learning. they they you know they they saw that as competition. Now they've you know kind of obviously just sort of like you know eventually they're like okay well this is just how it goes or whatever. But you know like sure thing like you know uh, Brandon and Duncan's one was one of the first and um, 
Yeah, I remember like Rich Miller or whatever being like, yeah, I don't like that shit going on. I'm sort of like, well, that's kind of what's happening now. And that, but then the, all of those shows and the shows and comics ran them and they were run by comics for comics, that really changed the fabric of, I mean, obviously it was happening all over, but it certainly happened here. And you definitely had, uh, you know, a lot more, you know, women running these shows. That was something that was like a big thing here. Like you illegal know. before 9-11. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was not something we would have tolerated when I started. And, um. But uh, but yeah, I think Austin got kind of a reputation for being, you know, one of the kind of female-led scenes or whatever. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say it was sort of like a. I don't even consider myself part of the old guard because there were people way before me, like Bearden and you know right. Sadler and and uh, J.R. Brown folks. Uh, but, you know, even if you look at my class and the people I started with, it was kind of a boys club. We were, it was a benign one, but, you know, it was like a pretty male-dominated enterprise, you know, with some definite exceptions. But, uh, you know, that just sort of swiftly uh, changed. That's not a complaint on my part at all. It's just sort of what happened over the past 10 I years. I hear Mike McRae hates women comedians. Oh, man, see, I know... <laughs> I know that was going to happen. Not at all. No, they're uh, they're great. Every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just like every every male comic is fantastic. I think every comedian's good, and I'm thankful that they're here. I mean, what did, I mean? What have you seen change since you've? I mean, is this jive with sort of what you've seen? You said 2013. 2013. I mean, biggest... I only moved here in 2007, so, but I've been performing here since. 2000. Yeah. Well, I mean, Houston and Austin is such like a fucking close relationship with comics there, where it's like. It's weird being out of state, and I talk to someone like I'm from Texas, and they'll be like, "Oh, do you know this person in Houston?" And it's like, "Yeah, weirdly, that's like three hours from me." Actually, but yeah, yes. I do, man. Like, uh, and that's I think a newer thing too, because like, it wasn't until Rich Miller started booking the Laugh Stop that the 2004 or so that in that little period of time that like the Houston and Austin comics really started to cross paths and get to know each other. It was it was happening a little bit before that, but. Um, uh, but yeah, so that, that's also the, the Houston, the, your generation or, you know, the younger people kind of knowing each other from Houston and Austin is kind of a, kind of a newish development also because of that do it yourself, you know, trading, you know, mm -hmm. the clubs may not have traded, you know, the, the basically, you know, cap only used local features so they wouldn't have to use a hotel room. But, you know, you know and, and the improv and, you know, the, the Houston clubs may not have been book, booking out-of-town features either. But the do-it-yourself shows, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's all word-of-mouth recommendations. So, you know, let's go to Houston, do some shows, and let's go to Austin, do some shows. So everyone gets to know each other from this sort of, you know, comic-run world. I mean, that's, that's really sort of the difference. It was, as far as, like, stage time and stuff, it's more of a comic-run world than comedy club-run world. Mm. Man, we've been at it for a bit, boys. Well, what do you say? Any parting thoughts? Another hour it is. Let's buckle <laughs> up. Let's start recording. That's the joke we like to make. The job we didn't make. I like to say, oh, okay, now we can start recording now. No, um, if we want to wrap this up, Mike, uh, you know, it was great to have you on. Uh, now, now is the time to let all of our listeners know where to find you and that uh, that tweet to Ted Cruz. And to be clear here. We are up to about 10 downloads per week in Serbia. 
Oh, <laughs> greetings to Serbia. What's up? I wish I knew some Serbian. Privet. Oh, you learned some? Uh, they're my boys now. If they're going <laughs> to bang for me, I'll bang for them. I'm Absolutely. Learning, you know who the good guy was? Yugoslavia. The good guy was Yugoslavia. Between Serbia and Bosnia and Croatia. Well, Yugoslavia was the whole the thing. The whole thing, yeah. So I'm like, oh, Serbians, Bosnians, Croats? Nah, dude, all y'all, Yugos, we're boys. <laughs> Yugos. <laughs> the South Yugoslavia, the South Slavs. Yeah. So I was just telling Ser- my son this morning about the phony nations that were cobbled out of the Austro-Hungarian Empire after World War I, uh-huh. and now we're talking about Yugoslavia again. See? The day comes full circle. It really has. I work with a Serbian guy who I fucking love, and he always is talking about, like, politics from when he was a child, and, like, will randomly bring up, be like, so you guys very into Bill Clinton still, right? <laughs> In my country, pretty divided, man. <laughs> very funny. Yeah, He's I a bet. very funny dude. I he brings up American, but he goes, we had a bit of a civil war. You guys might be familiar, right? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, Phil, we might. Very funny. Ah, uh, the smug Serb. Yeah, he goes, I do not live in the very wintry part next to Russia. So a lot of people think what Serbia is. It's not that. It's like a city. <laughs> Like a town. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> Phil. He rules. He probably listens. Phil. What's up, Phil? Tell Mike. Tell Phil where Mike. You can find Mike. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Mike McRae. Mike uh, McRae is spelled M A C R A E, and I, uh, you know, that's where I'll post all my uh, dates. Also on Instagram at Mike McRae Online. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, you know, if you live here in Austin. Um, uh, you can catch some uh, upcoming shows. Uh, just watch those watch those spaces, and I'll let you know. Nothing coming up in Serbia. Nothing coming up in Serbia. Also, you can hear me every week on the Jimmy Dore Show, um, in case you like uh, divisive online uh, pundits. Uh, we do some comedy sketches together every week, so uh, you can catch him on his YouTube channel there. Hell yeah. Run the side, run the side, run the side.